trap things that I learned. I was a, I was a negotiator. Mm. The prices, you know, learning, <laughs> you know, going up and down Broadway. You right. know what I'm saying? I was, you know, I was nervous about everything else because I wasn't familiar with doing all this, setting up emails, accounts, and all this software. So I was nervous, you know, just like, any, you know, going to something new, you, you be uncomfortable. Right. And But you learn it. It's called re-education. And then you get comfortable. How to beat the track, 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 track. All right, peace, family. You know what time it is. Another episode of How to Beat the Trap. And I'm your host, Jay Morrison. I'm sitting here with one of my brothers, Mr. Curtis Bird, a.k.a. Fat Jack, but I slimmed up <laughs> in, in real life. Definitely. And family, listen, um, I couldn't do this series, although we know there's four kind of traps in America that we all face and need to beat, leverage, or supersede the college trap the corporate trap, the culture trap, and the corner trap from whence we came. Um, I needed to be true to my roots of how I got inspired for How to Beat the Trap, which is to help all of us from our walks of lives, but I got to stay true to the streets, to the corners, to the trappers, and the ex-trappers of the world, uh, folks that have been through what I've been through, uh, my fraternity, I call it. I didn't go to college, right? So the streets, those who come from prison, those who made it through um, the culture and that lifestyle and are certainly those who I have an affinity for. And this is my brother who um, I met while in my school of hard knocks um, down ECI prison. Um, and so I had to be true to that and make sure I bring on, you know, for the streets, some real trappers. I'm using my hand quotes, guys, for those who are on audio. Because um, we're all trappers, right? No matter what walk of life you go through, college, corporate, et cetera. But we know when we say the trappers, we talk about the trappers and those who come from that, that lifestyle. So, Kurt. That's good, Brother, bro. thank you for coming. Man, it's an honor. It's a blessing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here whenever and you call. And being in the trap with me again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> in real life. And so, um, man, so um, I met my brother here um, as Fat Jack. Um, I want to talk about that. We'll get into that. But, King, I want to talk about, first and foremost, um, you know, you're one of the most thorough men that I've met. Real friend, real brother. Play Thanks. solid. Thanks, right? Bro. Thank you. Solid. Same you gotta say, same you can't here. say solid. You gotta say solid. It gotta be sound like that. Thanks, bro. Same right? Here. Same here, bro. And um, so I just want you to really tell the world, you know, who you are today, uh, what you get into, what you do in, in, in life and business, what your mission is. And then we're gonna, um, as you know, we're gonna pull up to the trap, we're gonna reverse engineer and start from the beginning of you know where you where you come from. And before you do that, I wanna explain to our audience: the trap is a program or a system designed to entice or entangle you, but secretly for the benefit of another, right? Yeah, and correct. so we know there's a lure to the game, as Hope say. There's a lure to the game, things that allure you, entice you, but they trap you up. And we're going to talk about that. And again, these infamous traps in America that um, overachievers like yourself, I love to bring on this platform to inspire others and help more people um, beat what was designed to tear us down. And so, King, can you tell them, um, you know, who is Curtis Bird, a.k.a. or formerly known as Fat Jack? Uh, who is Curtis Bird? Uh, what's your, your business today and what's your mission? Um, I'm Curtis Bird. I'm 46 years old. I'm into um, real estate, wholesaling real estate and fix and flips. I'm really starting to my fix and flip business. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. Like, um, I'm 
I'm very open-minded about different concepts of business because I think a lot. Like, so I'm very into like entrepreneurship. But right now, real estate has been the the moment for me, and that's the way that I'm feeding my family. At this moment, then that's you know that's the DNA to wealth. Right. That's the Correct. foundation. That's the foundation. Absolutely. So, so King Kurt. Um, oh, your father. Um, so I know that means a lot to you. What does fatherhood and family mean on this journey to building wealth? Oh, definitely. Um, me being a father and my son, and my oldest son is in the business with me. It means a lot. And I know he's going to pass it down. I got grandchildren. I got three grandkids. I got three boys and I got a daughter. So me, um, being in this situation and being able to get from the years I lost, from being incarcerated to be with my son and, and, and teaching my other children as they watch and as they see my process, my growth, and they want to come along and be a part of it as we grow. And like, I'm telling my daughter about ARVs and she was like, what is that? And then I get, <laughs> you know, I'm, I break the computer out and sure. And she's, you know, she, she know how to circle little things down and see it. So it's like, you know, that's, that's mind blowing for me. You know what I'm saying? And, and I get to see my grandkids, and I'm like, this is going to be down to them. Like, I can tell them if the hard times come, I can show them how to put some money in their pocket. Like, wow. instantly, like, how to put money in their pocket. And, you know, walk them through it. You know, God legally. Them still, yeah, legally. If I'm still living, walk them through it. If not, my son can do it. You know what I mean? Which, you know, which is great. And, I, you know, I want it to be trickled down. Absolutely. You know? So. So um, I know you mentioned being incarcerated. I talked about it earlier. Um, how long have you been home, right? How long have you been a returning citizen? Uh, well, I'm going on two years in January the 2nd. It'll be two years that, I, you know, I've been free, you know. It feels good, you know, to be free and not to be looking over my shoulder, like, you know what I mean, or looking in the rearview mirror and wondering, you know, what car was that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Whether right. it was, you know, you know, the police, the FBI, or, or somebody trying to, you know, follow right. you to your crib or something. So right. it feels good. Like, you know what I mean? It feels, I mean, I can't, good is an understatement. It feels wonderful. Right. You know. Freedom is amazing. Freedom, man, what? Priceless. You know what I mean? <laughs> In real <Priceless>. life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, priceless. I mean, it's, it's nothing like it. Even the air. The smell of the air is even different. You know what I'm saying? So, right. And so how long have you been in real estate? Well, I started... With real estate, um, with the Cash Buyers Academy, which started August the 1st, 2020. Mm -hmm. And I was hesitant at first. Like, I, you know, you know, I, I'm a confident person, but I was like, man, I, you know, bro telling me, I, I listened to the story, so I was like, but let me shoot my shot at it. I'm going to go ahead and jump out there and see what it is. I ain't got nothing to lose, you know what I mean? I, I feel like I got everything to gain. So I took a shot at it, and behold... As we started 30 days into the course, September, I got a lead. Mm -hmm. October, I tied deal in. Um, the funny thing ever was, I was going to close in October, but the attorney I had to do the, the um, legal work for me for the contract, he passed away from COVID. Wow. So it pushed everything back a little bit. So, you know, it was, you know, something, you know, that I see, but... I made like 8200 off my first deal. So I said, okay, this is this is real. You know, some cash out here. You know, this this is real, you know. And and and, the, and to see my son's face, you know, uh, he was like, 
he was he was like that. You know what I'm saying? This, you know what I'm saying? So that's when it clicked. Mm. And you know, you always told me, you said, man, you gotta find your why. And when I seen my son smile, I said, that's my why. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's my why. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I seen him cry. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I seen him saying, I can't go, I can't come see you. It hurts too bad. Mm. And that hurt me. Cause this is my oldest son. Right, just coming to see you in prison. Yeah, and uh, you know. So he was able to, but he, he could say, Dad, I can't see you like this. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And he was crying, you know what I'm saying? He's like, I can't, you know. So to reverse that, and for him to see him smile from something positive I've done, wow. it touched me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh nah, you know, I can't go backwards. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know. So that's that that was my why. Right. The evolution of a trapper. Yeah, that was my why. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. And you know, you you know, you you always think like my oldest boy, my son, strong, you know, you know, and what's the God given part of it is, you know, I got three sons. They never follow my steps. Of you know, cause cause the the, the system says they they were right. They're gonna be out of the three. One of them was going to go to prison. Right. But guess what? It's a lie. Mm. I can say it. It's a lie. You know. Making generational change. <laughs> yeah. So that was the trap beating. Mm. They Already. beat that trap by the numbers they got. You know what I'm saying? They beat that's that dope. trap. So that's, that's that, you know what I mean? That was a So in the last year, um, you know, either how many deals or how much were you able to gross in real estate over the last year? So one year in the business, coming home from, from prison, how long did you serve in prison? Oh, this last bit right here, I served seven years and a little a few months on the on the ten. Yeah. Okay, so you got a ten year sentence. Yeah. Served over seven years. Yeah. Still home on papers, aka parole. Yeah, yeah, probation. Started in real estate. About a year ago, so, yeah. and in that in that year span, starting from scratch, never having done real estate yeah. seriously before, but getting to your past and your, your your come up in a second. Um, how much were you able to grow some real estate over the last year? Um, to come to date, we're projected to bring in a little bit over one hundred fifty some thousand. Mm. That's not bad. First year out. First year out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some little tagments that we learning, like, you know, sometimes what you told me, like, bro, is he closing yet? I'm like, nah, but I got the contract. You said, bro, it's always, it's, and, and I'm learning. It's always, uh, you well, know. Well, can't go wrong, will go wrong. Will go wrong, you know. <laughs> this is, hold on, I'm going to give you a fundamental real estate lesson. This yeah. comes from the OG in real estate. Yeah. What can go wrong, will go, go wrong. wrong. Yeah, and, 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 and you, know, I, you know, as I was here today earlier, I had to walk out and, and talk to my attorney because, one of the title didn't uh, finish through because it was a tax lien. So she was like, we're going we to squabble that, but we're going to just push it a couple of days back on the closing. Slowing your closing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it happens. You, you learn to take it on the chin. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you know. So it's just, you know, that's what it is. But, you know, I'm, we're looking forward. And we're trying to bang harder within the it – was, it's going in November, Monday. So me and my son, we got a plan. You know, we're trying to bang – out this year, we're trying to bang at least eight more deals. You know what I'm saying? That's what we want to bang on. We set a goal, like, let's try to get eight. You know what I mean? So My son says six. I said eight. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, and because I'm always trying to push them. 
Because right. my son, my oldest son, he's kind of, you know, but now he's starting to, at first he was, yeah, he, but now he's starting to get it. You know what I mean? He's, he's definitely starting to get it, so. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. So awesome. I'm, I'm proud of that. So we're here with real estate developer Curtis Bird. Um, what's the name of your real estate company? Peninsula Property Solutions. All right. So uh, co-founder of Peninsula Property Solutions. Um, already hit the six-figure club in real estate in just his first year after being a returning citizen coming home from over seven years in prison on a 10-year sentence, right? Father, family man, my personal brother, my partner, um, and friend. And so, family, we're going to now reverse engineer from the start of the trap. We're going to yeah. backtrack. And let's go to the beginning, King. Um, Where did you grow up? How did you grow up? What was the upbringing like? I grew up in a, a small town called Salisbury, Maryland. It's on the eastern shore of Maryland. And actually... Um, the home of the Turpins. Home of the Turpins. It's in the DMV area, you know. It's on the eastern shore of Maryland. Uh, they known for, like, seafood, crabs and all that. But um, also there's another side to it, you know, which, you know what I mean, every little small town got. But what's very interesting is I was watching the news the other day, and they said Salisbury, the city of Salisbury, is the fastest-growing city in Maryland now. Wow. So I, I think the move that I did, I made to take wholesale back from where I'm from, because, you know, I've been living in Baltimore since, like, well, the ba I was out of Baltimore, like Columbia and all that, since, like, 97, around that area, the end of 97. Mm -hmm. I moved from down here. So um, up raising, I was, you know, my mom and dad, he was married, and they split when I was, like, 12. Mm -hmm. And that really took a toll on me. You know, it took a toll on me because it's like you never think that's supposed to happen. You're right. living in la-la land. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but as I got older, I understood. So me was acting out, you know, just doing what I wanted to do, taking advantage of the situation. Mm -hmm. And then in those times, like growing up, um, when you see people that, hustle or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And your your parents is working, you know what I'm saying? They got that work mentality. But it was raised in them because they was taught, you have to work. Right. Corporate trap. Yeah, you have to work, you know what I'm saying? So my father was like the first one in his generation that graduated from college. Like he went back, you know, he went to college. But what he went to college for... He didn't end up, you know, he did it in three years, but he ended up driving truck and it was making, you know, he's like, I was making more money three days a week than people that was doing psychiatry, you know, that right. he was doing it. And my mom, my mom worked hard. And what was interesting, right? I never knew that my mom went to work to do nursing, mm. but she couldn't handle the, the stuff that was going on. And we talked about it the other day. I said, Mom, what happened? She said, I couldn't see all them babies and stuff hurting, right? But to make a long story short, you know, when they separated, you know, so I got sisters and I was living with my sister. When, so I was. You the oldest, youngest, middle? I'm the youngest in there. You okay. know what I'm saying? So um, basically, my mom and dad separated. You know what I mean? I was I started living with my mom. I tried to go live with my dad, but I was like, nah. So I went back to live with my mom. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Because it was like. You know, dad was kind of like tight on me when he, when, when he, you know, when he moved. I'm like, yo, pops, no, this is my pops. He's like tight. I don't know what it was. I guess he, you know, he was going through situation. You know, he had, an, you know, whatever. But he was like more over me. And then when I get the moms, you know what I'm saying? It's like you get the chicken move. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, um, like I said, but they did a, a wonderful job. I chose what I chose. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, my mom was, you know, in, in the church, you know, her belief. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? My dad, he wasn't really a church guy, but my dad worked all his life. You know right. what I'm saying? He wasn't into that. 
Right. Uh, he's never done drugs before, you know. Right. You know, a couple of bruises so, or whatever. So you had a nice foundation. Yeah, I had a nice foundation, but I chose what I chose. You know what I'm gotcha. saying? I chose that, you know. And it was, you know, getting... We didn't have everything, but, you know, my dad definitely provided for me. You know, I didn't want for nothing. Gotcha. But I'm always wanting extras. <laughs> you ain't want for nothing. Yeah. But I wanted for everything. I wanted for everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, I would never blame my parents. They did a, a tremendous job. Gotcha. So you say you chose what you chose. Um, what did you choose, and when did you first choose it? I chose, you know, to be in the streets. I, I chose to hustle. I was, I was young, man. I was probably like, like 14, around that area. I first seen it, and you know, just being out, mm -hmm. just being out. You know what I'm saying? And just seeing it, and then seeing like the, the dudes that was a little bit older than us, seeing them hustle. And I thought, I thought it was, you know, they was getting the money. Right. You know what I'm saying? They was getting the money. They had the sneakers and all that. You know, I, you couldn't see past nothing then. Right, because it's a you know, really it's a really all of us are really a small mind thinking. If you go back and look at what's going on, when you really look at the success of today, of what's going on, if you apply yourself right to entrepreneurship and really turn it up, right, there's you, so much more opportunity. What <laughs> in entrepreneurship in the streets? Come on, right. yeah, yeah, you can so, make billions in entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be a billionaire drug dealer is like, <laughs> come on, bro. Alright. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're gonna get billions of years too. Yeah. <laughs> Peace family, and I'm glad you all are tuned in to how to beat the trap. This is literally a podcast that is teaching you how to beat America's most infamous traps. And we have amazing influencers, overachievers, and entrepreneurs who are giving you the game and want to actually extend that game to you through their products, their programs, their services, their mentorship and coaching. So what we've done is we've worked out amazing deals with these influencers so they can give you the game at discounted prices or exclusive opportunities, right? So all you got to do to be a part of our Trap Partners education is go to howtobeatthetrap.com. This is an exclusive opportunity from our podcast to you to give you information, strategies, and game on people that inspire you and you love their roadmap for how they beat the trap. So if you want to get tapped in, go to howtobeatthetrap.com to get exclusive How to Beat the Trap opportunities to learn from your favorite How to Beat the Trap interviewees. All right, guys, I'll see you there. Peace. So, so tell me about that first experience, right, being um, 14 years old around that time. What's the first experience you can remember where the allure of the game, the enticement, actually the first thing you remember, I said, you know what, I'm about to try that. I'm going to try to get in. Mm -hmm. What's the first thing that you remember that like, really said, you know what, I'm going to make a move? Just, just being out and about, and you know, like I say, seeing them older cats. You know what I mean? Like there, there was, say, I was around that age, so they might have been like 18, 19, or whatever. And they, you know what I mean? They doing it. They coming out with the Sherlins on, and you know what I mean? Right. You know, the fourth thing, you know, they got, you know, the, 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 the chains and stuff, and the Project Nikes with the sweatsuits, and then you know, my little, my little crew. We out there, you know what I'm saying, up to no good anyway, you know what I'm saying, right. running around, you know what I mean? So we was like, man, you know, we're going to do something. We're going to be outside. You might yeah, get some yeah, money. yeah. So we end up, you know, I ended up, you know, making my first little sale, you know what I mean? Tonight, I think it was like a $10 sale or something. But then after that, I seen like how I made like my first $100 in like less than like an hour, an hour or so. You know what I mean? I was yeah. Like, wow. You know what I mean? Got $100 in my pocket, you know what I'm saying? Man, listen, hold on, pause right there. I gotta take over real quick, tell you my first $100 story. <laughs> yeah. Listen, me and my boys out in Somerville, New Jersey, right? Yeah. We're playing ball. I had a tall friend, Daniel Pettis, 6'7, right? Yeah. 
couldn't play back basketball lick, but six seven. Yeah. We out there with the basketball, we playing, and we just walking through the town, and people would stop us and ask us, "Do we have something?" Yeah. And we like, nah, like I ain't never even thinking really being outside like that. Yeah. But I got stopped so many times, and mind you, we broke. We can't get cheese sticks from pizza. We can't get four chicken wings. We can't get nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, I just got stopped, and I could have made like eighty dollars real quick, like if I had something. So we plotted on it because Daniel's brother Jerry was getting it right. Yeah. He done turned his whole life around. And so um, I was like, so I went and got some work. And I had found 50, somehow I came up with $50, got a wholesale. And soon I came back, somebody bought the whole clip from me for $100. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that was my goal, $100 a day. Because my dad worked for the county recycling and was making like $36,000 a year. So I'm like, my pops raised our whole family, six of us, yeah, yeah. on $36,000 a year. Yeah. If I could make 100 a day, I'm lit. Yeah, yeah. Bro, my first wholesale clip. I made a hundred sale. Woo! Off of that, I was yeah. turned out. It was over. I was yeah, like, yeah. yo, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred dollar day gold came. You know, you know how it goes. So anyway, back to yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you got so, that first hundred dollars. Yeah, you know, but you know, back then, what you buying out of the store? You know, what I'm saying you going right. to the the corner store buying a chicken box. You know what I mean? Right, right, but, right. But you know, you you still out there. You got that. You got that rush. I got a rush from that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got that rush. And make a fun, a long story short, one of my partners, man. A guy grew up, his brother was getting some money. You know what I'm saying? He was, like I said, he was a little bit older than us. So his brother, you know, would bless him. So we would go to him sometime, like, give him the money. Mm-hmm. and say, yo, go get something from your brother. You know what I mean? So, you know, we, we spent $100, $200. We cutting down there, you know, like one time, like almost a stack one time. Because like, he was looking out for his, you know what I mean? His brother, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? So it was like, woo, you know what I mean? So we, we blowing it. We going to the mall. We buying sneakers. We getting hotels. You know, we just doing anything, you know. Culture trap. Got you risking your life to go buy some things and make corporations richer. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, ex- exactly. You know, so, um, and that was it. Like, you know, and then started from there. And then, you know, we just, it became an everyday thing. Mm. Like, you know. Were you going to high school then? Yeah. I mean, by the time I got to high school, like ninth grade, it was like, oh, you know. I, I barely made it to the 10th. When I, when I got to the 10th, I'm like, I was going to school, but I had I had opened up a spot. So I had a spot running in the 10th grade. I had a nice spot running. You know what I'm saying? A spot what they would call current day trap house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you heard you you heard of a story before me, me, me and my cousin Pop. You know, you heard you heard you heard in yes. the story. We opened up a spot. I'm talking about from scratch and end up turning it into something. You know what I'm saying? Like we, you know, if you go over there now, it's like a lot of them are like, Old, I'm like, they turned them into like police substations. Some mm. of the houses we was trapping out of. You know what I'm saying? We went from making really nothing to some of them, we making like 5,000 and, you know, 10,000 a day, like running like, you know, straight piecework. And that was like kind of good for us in our little town. You know what I'm saying? So we got our own spot running. Wow. But, you know, you know. I got was... a story of my own spot, but I'll say that for another episode. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Molly's so, house, we called but it. We we jump, but, but and then I was like, Man, I'm not going to school no more. I ain't got time for this. So 10th grade, you dropped out? Yeah, I dropped out, man. I, I, you know, because I, I would be staying up late, you know, because the thing I was, I would go to a little spot out of town, you know what I mean? Go go cop my work. Time I get in, I might get in the house like 1.30 at night. I get up and go to school the next day. Right. I had a pager, the big pages, them big block pages, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, people calling me, you know what I mean? I'm like... All right, all right, all right. You some money while you in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, so that, that was my mind frame. You know what I'm saying? Right. That was my mind frame. Like, 
nah, you know, I'm going to go ahead and stay out here. Because I thought that was the all the end could be. Like, you know, that, I thought that was it. That was the way. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is how you're going to provide for yourself for the rest of your life. Yeah, you made that up on your mind. I mean, what else did I? Because I never had a job before. Mm-hmm. I never worked. I never worked. I never. You didn't aspire for a career? Nah. I, I, I went. I'm tell you, this is. I went for a job interview one time, just because my dad was like, "Won't you try to get a job? Won't you try to do?" So I went to this spot called Murray Steakhouse. You ever heard of Murray Steakhouse? Mm-hmm. And on the application, they asked me if I seen somebody stealing. What I tell them, I was like, "No." <laughs> he was like, "Man, son, this is not for you." <laughs> he told my dad, "Like, sir, this job is not for your son." So my dad said, well, he said, well, he put on an application. If he seen somebody telling, I mean, stealing, would he tell? And he said, no. You're being honest. honest. (laughs) I was honest. You know what I mean? So that didn't work. And um, But how old were you then? I was like 15, maybe. You know, trying to make my pops happy. You know what I'm saying? Would you get a job? And I was like to myself, like, damn, I'm going to get a job. I'm trying to get a so job. So did your family know that you were hustling at that point? They knew something, but they didn't really know. Because I, I was like, you know what I mean? My grandfather was like, oh, I taught him how to shoot crap. You know what I mean? But, you know, they kind of knew. I mean, they knew, but, you know, your they family. was outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they was just like, you know, it's just it, it, certain stuff they ain't going to be talked about. You know what I'm right, saying? It's right, just not right. going to be said. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be said, so... All right, so you go through high school um, not thinking about college. Well, you get out, drop out of high school, so college is not a, a thought or option. College. <laughs> Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> then corporate, corporate is not an option. Career. Nah. And at that point, it's just the corner and, and everything can provide. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, that's the way I thought. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, going up to New York when I was young, that, that, I just thought that was it. You know what I'm saying? I, I just thought that that was it. That was the all that it could be. Like, I just thought that this was what I was going to do. It paid. I never worried about a bill. I never worried about none of that. I just said, you know, they got my whole thought was, you know, they got to catch you with something. Or, you know, and I thought right. I could outsmart them. And I, I never thought about even, like, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to get no license. I, did, I just wanted the, the hustle. That was it. That was it. The underworld. The underworld. You know what I mean? Everything. Big car, no license. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? The hoop, these no license. None of that. I, I just never, like, none of that came to my mind, bro. None of that, like, mm. honestly thinking. Like, right. none of that came to my mind. Like, to be honest with you, my actual first ever job is in 2020. Wow. If I think about it. I'm talking about where my actual job was traffic control. Traffic control. I was while on parole. Because <laughs> everything else I did back then, I paid for under the table. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Gotcha. So, yeah. cool. You got through teenage years. When was your first run-in with the law? The first run-in with the law was like I was like 17. You know what I'm saying? I was like 17, some juvenile stuff. And they waived me as an adult, got out, got on bail, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. be the charge, whatever. Uh, then it's like after that, that was what, 2000, I mean, no, excuse me, I said 2000, that was 93. Then I got into trouble right back in 94, right? I got mm-hmm. in trouble in 94. I went in January of 95. 
It was like some short change. It gave me three years off suspended, like 18 months. So I did a little county jail time. You know, and that you was get, for what? Um, I think it was like 21 grams or something. Like, I had like 3,500 on me and 21 grams. Gotcha. So you were right? 18 months. 18 months. Did that little bit. I did like 10 months on it. Because you're in the county jail, you get like 15 days a month or whatever, good right. time, working at the landfill, whatever. So did, you, did you think when you got locked up for the first time in Freedom Lost, like, yo, I might got to rethink my life? Nah. Nah, nah, no, no nah, reality check? Nah, because I was trying to get out on work release so I can do my thing and still <laughs> keep something going. I, you know, I, I had a fear, you know, I, I was independent, man. You know, not saying that my family wouldn't do nothing for me, but I had to feed myself. Mm. So I had to keep something going while I was going in, you know what I mean? So you right. got to put all this together before you go to court. Right. You know what I'm saying? You so got you, you put a play in motion to kind yeah, of automate your, the business. Yeah, when you got to, when, you know, that was like you, you got to go to jail, you know what I'm saying? You got to put your extra underwear on, you know, you know you're going in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then you got to keep your little flow going, you know what I'm saying, while you in. That was my thought. That was that was that was my thinking then. Committed to the game. Committed to it. Right. So you're in mid twenties at the time. I, I had just turned twenty. Just turned twenty. But I had to go in. Yeah, I was nineteen when when when, when the beef came. Gotcha. And then I was twenty when I well, Grady turned twenty because I turned twenty in February. Gotcha. Of uh, ninety five. How much money were you making a month at that time? On average. It varies. I mean, back then, you know, what I mean, it, it varies, man. I, I and when I was younger, I, I would. Be up, down, up, down, up, down. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, it wasn't consistent because I would blow it. Right. I would dice game. I didn't have no conscience of money. Right. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, let me put this. You know, I might have something up. All right, I got 10000 in the stash. I go broke. I, I got that to flip. But I'm out here still just got work, and I'm just dice game. You know what I mean? It didn't right. make it. And everything was fun to me. I just was living. You know what I'm saying? Right. So Straight streets. Yeah, you know. You know, back then, I think I would be stuck at about 30. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 30 thousand and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Gotcha. All right, so you go into your shorts. 20s. You come home from, from, from your first jail sentence, 18 months. And then what's next for you? Um, I had I had a violation. I had a violation, too. I had a violation. I knew I had a violation. Gotcha. So you right? violated parole, so, so, probation. No, no, I had a violation, but I kept, my lawyer kept postponing it for me. So when I got out, he was like... Um, I got out January of 90, no, no, October of 95. So I said it was 10 months. Mm -hmm. They tried to make me go back on a violation in December. And they wasn't, they was like, nah, he's going to get another 18 months. So I told my lawyer, I said, look, man, what is going, what, 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 you going to get me a bail? He's like, I can't. I said, man, I'm not going back. I just came home. Right. <laughs> you know, I got two mean? months out. Like. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't. So, you know, I stayed, you know, tucking. I wasn't going nowhere. I was just around, but I wasn't out like that, you know, just hustling. So you just said, catch me when y'all can. Yeah, yeah, catch me when you can. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, you know, they end up, you know, running. One of the uh, sheriffs seen me driving. One day I came out early for some apparent reason. I was running around, and he saw me. And, you know, they ran down on me. So I end up, that was the us. Uh, a little bit of summer of, of 96. Reasonable doubt, just drive. I'll never forget. Gotcha. And I, I went, so that was like June. So then I thought they, I got, I posted those bells and I said, look, I'm gonna go ahead and get this over with. Cause the lawyer said, you know what I mean? I can go ahead and get this a little bit. I was like a year or something, they gotcha. or 18 months. I just go do some time on that. It's gonna be work release. I'm gonna come out every day, you know, still do my thing. Ain't nothing gonna change. So it's nothing gonna change. Ain't no epiphany. Nah, I mean, nah. I mean, it's I mean, gonna, only thing that's gonna change is I'm gonna have a few. I'm gonna have to stay in for about a week or two till the paperwork come for me to get out on work release. That was it. Gotcha. So you did that time. Then that what? time, I, I I came home '97. 
right after big, like May 90, right after Big died. When big, mm-hmm. big when Big got killed. Yeah. So May 97, I came home. So I stayed home from May 97. Had a, had a nice little run. Nice little run. <laughs> that was my longest time being home from May 97 until April of 2000. Gosh, gotcha. so you got like three years home. Yeah. And I wasn't on paper. I wasn't on nothing. You you know what I'm saying? Running the streets. Running the streets. You know what I mean? Running the streets. And um, I had, you know, in my in my in my mind, I had a good time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I called a um, a charge. I called a charge. um, April the twelfth, two thousand. Gotcha. Um, What was that charge? um, Felonious possession of crack cocaine. Gotcha. So. and um, I went to trial, and I lost in trial. How much crack? 848 grams. All right. So you went to trial, 848 grams of crack. Yeah. And, you know, what was crazy was, I, 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 in my mind, I felt I could beat it. But what was the offer they gave you? Did they give you a chance to plead down? Yeah, they gave me a chance. They, they, they tried to get me to cop out for seven, first five, no parole. Okay, so seven years, Yeah. you got to serve five. Yeah, no parole. No parole. flat, straight out. So five years yeah. on 848 grams. You say, now nah, I'm going to trial with it. going to trial with it. We're going to beat this. We're going to beat this. Uh-huh. And, 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 and it was reasons why I thought I could beat it. It was reasons why. I understand. Right? <laughs> because they, they was trying to say they saw it in my hand, and then when they fingerprinted, it was none of my, I had no fingerprints of mine on there. Right. And the officer did, and he held the evidence in his locker. But I, I had it. Now, reverse thinking, I was in a small town and they had found like some, some cash, some bread in and, 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 uh, a house that I was at. Mm-hmm. So they, they presented that in front of the jewelry too. How much cash? It was like 30, 30 some thousand, somewhere around mm-hmm. there, maybe like 30,000 or something. Yep. And um, so you go to trial, blow trial. Blow trial. Yeah. Meaning, you lo- meaning he I lost. lost. I lost. I lost in trial. Yeah. And what did they send you to do? 15 years, the first 10, no parole. So, um, guys, family, I'm going somewhere with this interview. Yeah. And, and, and disclaimer, we're not glamorizing any of this lifestyle, but I want to yeah, bring right. our viewers and our listeners to a point, and I want those who are caught in the trap to be able to understand the authenticity of my brother's story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, who just told you what family means to him, what he's done in real estate, how he's turned your life around. And again, we're reversing engineering right into the success of the trap. So... You, 848 grams, could have done five years, go to trial, now you got 10 years. Yeah. F- no yeah. parole. 10, no well, parole. Well, 15, but 10, no parole. Yeah, and so Maryland don't have, back then, they didn't have no A and B sentencing. So I got to do 10 day for day. Mm, so no time off. Nah. No good time. Yeah, no, I, the good time comes off the 15. That's how right. they get o- it. Off your parole time. No, off the 15. So 15. it's a whole sentence, but it said, no, you got to do 10 years day for day. You can't, because normally I would have went up for parole in three years and some change on 15. Mm. But I got to do the 10 years day for day. So basically when I got like nine years and eight months, I was eligible to do home monitor. Gotcha. For like the last, was it, um, four months. Right. So around that time in 2000, you was just going in, and that's when I met you. Yeah. I got caught in Cumberland yeah. for drug trafficking, yeah. employing a minor in drug trafficking crime, yeah. handgun drug trafficking crime, yeah. all of that. And I went, took mine to trial, got a motion of suppression hearing, and they offered me 15 years. Yeah. And I got my 15 years pleaded out to 18 months because the cops illegally searched my navigator. Yeah. 
but I ended up going to the medium B prison where you were at in ECI because yeah. I had another charge in Jersey for a yeah. secret indictment. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where we met. Remember, we was in the holding tank, and it was sending me out of ECI, and you was great to go to um the, to your correct own Jersey. Yeah, yeah, they was they was sending me out of ECI. They put me out, and they sent me they sent me to uh, Maximum. They sent me to Cumberland. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, all right. So this context of how me and his brother met, we yeah. met in the correctional trap. Yeah. All right. So you do that. So you serve most of this ten years. Yeah, nine years and eight months inside. All right. And look, they came to me, um, like the end of March, like I, you know, because I had to serve um, April two thousand. I mean, April um, the twelfth was my end date. Mm-hmm. It was over with. For the 10 years, you know what I mean? I was done with the sentence, yeah. right? Because I had good time still coming off the back end for the 15. So they so they asked me, they're like, you got a parole hearing coming. I said, man, are you kidding me? Like, I got like two, two and a half weeks. So he, he said, but I, the counselor like, I got to say something to you. Right. So man, tell them they can keep that, bro. You right. know what I'm saying? I, like, I don't need two weeks of parole. I don't need no parole at all. <laughs> yeah, because I still had mandatory probation anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So gotcha. parole. All right, so during this time, Nearly 10 years in prison, right? Third time going through. Was there thoughts of, you know what? I need to remix my lifestyle. I need to consider a business, a job. Nah. Nothing. Nothing. No remix. Trapped in jail. Trapped yeah, in I'm jail. Not, I'm not glorifying but No, I'm no not. Means, I, want, not I want the reality. Because there's yeah, somebody this... out there with that same reality. Nah, that was it. That's it. That's it, I'm going to get money in prison, I'm... out of prison. I'm going to just do what I do. And that was my mindset. Like, that was it. Like, you know. You know what? I want to challenge that. I think it was more your mindset. That was your identity. The culture. I I believed in it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, at the time, I was in love with something that didn't love me. I I didn't realize. Like, I literally loved the the, the, the thrill of the hustle. Not what the effects was as I looked at it as I got older. Mm Mm-hmm. But I, it was just the, the, it was the money, you know, the the fast car, the, the you know, the whole lifestyle of it. I was addicted to. Mm-hmm. Even when I was in prison, I was just addicted to it because I, I wanted to uphold the fat jack image. Mm. You know what I'm saying? This fat jack, like it don't matter where I'm at, I'm, I'm hustling, I'm trapping, I'm, I'm I'm that guy. Yeah, that you know, that was the mindset. You know what I'm saying? That was just the way I used to think, and it, it, it's crazy, but that's what. You know what's so interesting is that. The culture trap runs so parallel with the corner trap. Mm-hmm. And I believe a lot of the culture comes from pimp culture and then from the 80s crack era culture yeah. and then turned into hip-hop rap culture where it was like this mindset of bravado, this mindset of being a rebel, this mindset of blow money fast, this mindset yeah. of womanizing, this mindset of control, this mindset of just power from this thing. I don't, yeah. even, I don't even know how you even explain it. Man, that, 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 that is ultra addictive. And like you said, it wasn't just the the, the, the the corner or the trafficking or the any of that. It really was the culture. Yeah, it was the culture. Yeah, it was. It was like, it was, I don't know, man. It was just, a, it's the culture. It was a, a way of living. And what was so scary about it, as I think about it now, I was like, what made me think like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, like, honestly, like, what one life. This is my one life. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's all I thought I could be. <laughs> Are you kidding me? All this like, in the world. All yeah. you could be is a trafficker. All you could be is a trafficker. That's, that's, that's it. That's it. Your skill level stops here. Here. Mm. So you get out of prison after 10 years and right. then do what? 
trap again. I mean, I, I, I really never stopped. I did. I did stop. When I had like 30 days left, 30 or 45 days left in jail, I said, I'm, I ain't, I'm chilling. Oh, so while in jail the whole time, except for the last 30 days. 30, 30 45 days, I was like, You were still tra trapping. Nah, I'm getting close to going home. So, you know, you, you know, I seen, I seen dudes catch federal cases in the, in the joint. Right. I seen the feds literally come. So you said I'm gonna chill for 30, 45 days, at least get out. Yeah, I said, hope they ain't waiting on that side for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, once once you know, I had that fidgety feeling like, you know, they, you know, um, Mr. Burry got signed these papers. The whole time I was like, man, I hope, you know, because you know, I know what I was doing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I seen guys get indictments, federal indictments from that Merlin Penn. Mm. I seen the feds come in and pick them up, like you got a new charge. For selling drugs in jail. Yeah. So selling drugs to people that's in the streets? Nah, I mean, through you know, I guess they were saying it like conspiracy or whatever. I guess they right. had their phones or whatever. Gotcha. So they got you operations going on in jail. Yeah, I mean, that, that's people, what... People getting high in jail. You know, that's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that you're not. You know what I'm talking about? I understand. You know, you seen the wire. You know what I'm saying? You seen the wire, you know? Right. All right, cool. So you go You got back. lines that's not commissary. Right. <laughs> you got lines that's not, not commissary, bro. All right, so you go, you get out, no life change. You go, this is 2000, what time you, when you get out? I got a, um, 2000, I came, I got out 2010, April. I finished it like a few days, like around that time, 2010. So, um, to be honest with you, you know what I'm saying? You know, because we here, I'm being honest with you, like, even when I got to the home monitor bracelet, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, <laughs> what we doing? I need to know what we doing, you know? What's the point? Like, what's going on? You know, I know what's going on, but, you know, I got people that, you know, waiting for me to, you know, they they knew I'm home. So, you know what I mean? So let me set everything out, get my little phones and, you know, get my stuff together and, you know, do what I do while I'm even on the home monitor. Like, I mean, I just thought about how, you know, I risked a lot, man. I risked a whole lot, man. Back like, in the game. All right, yeah. so then you go back to hustling, and you're not on the corner hustling. Nah, nah, nah. Nah. I, I mean, I, I have. I mean, I, 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 that's how I started. Right. But, you know, you know, nah, it's like, when I came home this time, I just, I knew so many people. Mm. So my town, I didn't, I wasn't even really worried about my town. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, was, I know some people, I wasn't worried about my town. I know people everywhere now. And then, you know, so you move and work at that time. Yeah, you know, you know, Baltimore, D.C., you know, a few other little spots, but, I would, you know, my town was just, uh, okay, all right. That's a, to me, that was a small way of thinking. Gotcha. You okay, so then you keep hustling, and then what happens? What's next? I get, I get, I get, I get it in a federal charge. I get indicted by the feds. And how many, how many years were you home? Uh, two years. So two more. So did 10. Yeah. I'm on for two. Yeah. After... Having a three-year run, your biggest run from 97 to 2000. Yeah. Do 10, do two. Now you got a federal charge. And what was that federal charge for? Um, conspiracy to distribute uh, cocaine, 13 I'm, kilos of cocaine. Gotcha. Conspiracy to distribute 13 kilos of cocaine. So he wasn't caught with the cocaine. Well, they caught a car. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But I have nothing on me personally. But they just got a car that was at, at a residential house. They said it had ties to me. Gotcha. And um, you got, how'd that case go? 
Well, what they do, the feds got a point system, they, and, and that's what a lot of people know. They got guidelines. Mm-hmm. So there's no, it starts like 5 to 15 kilos, which is 10 to life. You know, so it's like three to five or something like that. And then, you, but 10 to life, and then 15 to 50, 20 to life, and, you know, so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. So, to make a long story short, um, only way you can get under 10 years is cooperating. So, if somebody tell you something different, nah, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like a four or five to 15 key uh, right. conspiracy. But, to make a long story short, Did they make you an offer? Like a, a plea, a plea deal offer. Yeah, you got the guidelines, bro. You know, you got my guidelines one twenty to one thirty five because you got to go by the categories you are. Okay. So me by my charge being back in two thousand because everything is fifteen years and older for certain stuff, unless you're like a career criminal, like mm-hmm. you have some other stuff. You know what I mean? So when you got that one, that's the only thing they could use against me was the one, because everything else was like in the 90s. Gotcha. So it's, this is 2012. Right, so you're facing how much time? I'm facing 120 to 135. These are months. Months, right? Right, so 10 years plus. Yes, and so my co-defendant, you know, he, he ain't been in trouble for so long neither. You know what I'm saying? My co-defendant hadn't been in trouble, so we both looking at it like, you know, if they came to us like that, Probably that day, I probably would have took 20. I, you know, I, I, that life is, you know, there's no, there was no guideline behind that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There, there's a guideline, 10 to life. And, and some of them judges that give you life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, well, what I'm going to fight? Right. So you And I'm like, if I get life, I get, it's going to take me 20 years to give it back. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't did whatever they did, whatever the 20 or whatever I get, I didn't did that. So I'm, I'm going to be smart about it. So what, I mean, the addiction to the game, um, in that two-year period, right, you know, you face another 10 years in in, in prison, um, what was your lifestyle like that made it worth it for you to keep risking your life? Well, it was just like, just the thrill of it. And it was like, you know what I mean? It was just heavy in it. The lucrative cash, you know, I I did what I really wanted. I really wasn't a car guy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I could get them. You know what I'm saying? You know, I... Did those, you know, for my friends. Right. You know, I was keep it like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for your friends. Yeah. So, um, but that just wasn't my thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. That wasn't my thing. I, I like to live, bro. You know what I'm saying? I like to live, man. I like to travel. I like, I like, I like big hotels. I like watches. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I did the little chain and break. I did, I did that. And, you know, that was just, you know, just doing it, just to blow it. You know, it's because right. I was, you know, just to do it, but. I just, I, I really, and you know, it was the, it was a rush for me, man. I just, you know, what yeah. I'm saying, it, my, and I like to see my, my, like me, I, when I came home, I, I got my kids, and I just got a nice crib and put everybody in one house. Right. They secure, they put away. I can rip and run and do whatever. You know what I mean? Right. That, that was just my thinking at the time. So you know what? I'm gonna ask you a question. I asked one of our friends, yeah. um, King P, came on. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, that was this, and this is for context, family. Again, we don't, we're not glorifying, nah. but I want context because the people I know in the real world, the people that I mentor, the guys from the streets that come holler at me, yeah. the context of who we were before we transformed means yeah. a lot for credibility Correct. and for what they can buy into the change in their life, right? Mm-hmm. So I asked, I asked King, I said, um, what's the most money you put your eyes on? I'm gonna ask you the same question. The most I, I've ever seen, like my, like cash. Yes. It was probably like. Two mil and some change, a little bit of almost almost three mil. 
know yeah. what I'm saying? Cash. And what's the most amount of work you put your eyes on? Work? Wow. That was crazy because one time I was young, I went, I was in New York, I was dealing with this guy, man. I, you know, I don't say names, but I went, we went to Queens, you know what I'm saying? And we went to this apartment. So when I went to the apartment, I was like, and I seen all this, I was like, whoa, you, you, you bring me over here, you know, I'm, I'm only getting like, you, you're giving me five of them, you know what I'm saying? Right. I, I don't know how many it was, I, I, I just seen it, you know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, I just, I just seen, a, a, you know, over a hundred before, but that I, I I don't know the count on that one. Right. Cause I was so nervous. More keys than you could count. <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy. I'm like, why'd you bring me here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you go, God rest his soul. You know what right. I'm saying? But why did you bring me here? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you my little five and yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, I, and once I got, I like, bro, don't, I, I don't want to go over there no more. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to go. Yeah, so I want to tell y'all a quick story. Um, my brother, uh, my brother Jack, I, I switched names, right? I call him yeah. Jack Still. Kurt, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Um, one day we were out in D.C. This is during the time he was home for that two years before he went away. We're going to talk about that and his transition. And, and um, my brother, we went out, we were in a club in D.C., and my brother had like a, a Louis Vuitton bag. Not the little man purses we wear now. This was a, a, a shoe bag, I yeah, believe. Like yeah. the, the bag of shoes came shoes in. Shoes coming in, yeah. And uh, he had 40 cell phones in the bag. 40. Yeah. And he said, Jers. He called me Jers. I'm from Jersey, right? That's how yeah. we met in prison. And he said, Jers, I got 40 phones. <laughs> and I'm working all these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely did. I definitely did. And I'll tell that story because that actually motivated me, although I had moved on from the streets. Yeah. But I'm like, yo, my bro was out here. Work. One, I thought about true. I'm like, damn, if my bro could work 40 phones, he could run a whole empire. Yeah. And legal empire. Yeah. But it motivated me to see, like, yo, if my broker worked 40 phones, I got to challenge myself to see what I could do in regards to growing what yeah. I've been able to grow the last year. So that, that definitely motivated me just to hustle in me and to see how you got to multitask and juggle, how you got to just make your operation happen. You know what yeah. I mean? But I, just to look on your face, like, you, you love the game. Yeah. You love. Yeah, I love the game. But you know what? I did give myself a, a shot. I, I, I can't I can't forget this. I started a company. You remember I started yes. a company, yep. Inkball Graphics, and we was like the first minorities to do um, vehicle wraps yep. in Maryland. So I did give myself a shot, and by the time it caught a little wind, I had gotten in trouble. Yeah, you was catching momentum. Yeah. So, yeah. and a lot of people don't know this, but it's, you know, it's a, I'm not gonna say the casino. You know what I'm saying? But they had gave us. When I went in there, gave us some money, and we did their vehicles for their security right. stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I seen it, and the same material, the same vehicles got the same, you know, we wrapped those vehicles. You know what I'm saying? Right so, to this day. Yeah, so if I would put that same energy into there and just knew it was a process, I didn't know nothing about a process, you know what right. I'm saying, about a business process. Systems. You know? I want instant grat gratification right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, but... It it had been somewhere. I, I I can only imagine what it would have been today because some of the conversations that started coming our way, I wasn't there to put the energy behind it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I had the people in place, but it needed that energy. Right. And you, you know? got that energy. Yeah. That's the yeah, energy yeah. for the 40 and, phones. It's the yeah, energy of the yeah, trap. And that's correct. why I say, yo, if trappers can transform their energy to legitimate business, right? A hustle is just illegitimate business. Business is just a legitimate hustle. Correct. And that's what it is. And I asked myself when I left the street corner of North New Jersey, I said, Jay, are you a drug dealer or are you a hustler? 
Because a drug dealer only can sell to drugs. drugs. Yeah, correct. A hustler can hustle anything. Correct. And, and that's why I want to make the points I made today is let you guys know that, yo, if you really tap in and you got those skills, they're transferable. They're definitely transferable. But you got to put the energy in in order to, to make it happen. So you mm -hmm. end up going away. Um, you are for 10 years, and that's where you served the seven years and change. Yeah, I did a little I, drug I, program. And, you know, I, transformation, man. You know, you, you, um, me and you talking a lot, man, definitely... Um, has gave me another way of life. And, you know, I, I condone a couple of my brothers mm -hmm. and my cousin Pete, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, he was raised with us. And I seen that he gave himself a shot. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got to give myself a chance, you know what I mean? He gave himself a shot. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know, so, and, like, it was just like, you know, because, you know, I seen everything that you've done now, I seen through your the way you was telling me over the phone, whether that's oh I, I had a cell phone, whatever. Right. We talk, we communicate. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna make a way for it. You know, I, I got in trouble for a cell phone, so it is what it is. You know right. what I'm saying? So um, I seen it, so I'm like, I gotta give myself a chance. You know what I'm saying? There's no way that you know what I'm saying. Why? Why shouldn't I? I deserve it. Right. You know, my, my, my parents deserve it. My family, my friends, people that believe in me, they deserve right. that. And I, you know, you get tired of going to jail after a while. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, like, right. At that point, you got, you got over 17 years in. Within yeah, 18 just, months, I mean, yeah, it's really 20 it, but, years. And, and, and the tw from 2000, it's seven, you know what I mean? From 2000, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So out of, out of your life, 40 plus year life, you got 20 something years <laughs> yeah. in the system. And Right. Don't make sense. So let's transition family to our, um, first I'm going to go to my trap analysis. I'm going to come right back to you. So the trap analysis we see right now is, is King Jack was a super trapper and um, was wrapped in and trapped in yeah. to the corner trap and the culture trap. Like my brother lived the culture. Yeah. Like he was the culture. We can go for, for, for days telling you stories of shopping sprees and yeah. hotels and front court at the games and yeah. all of that, right? He lived the culture, but also got caught up um, in the correctional trap, got caught up, um, totally dismissed the corporate trap from a very young age and dismissed the college trap from a very young age, yeah. but um, gave 20 years plus of his life to the game, caught in the corner in corporate trap, but now has found purpose, his why, Real estate just as a foundation to other business ventures, um, and now is in position to still uh, not be tapped in and wrapped into a corporate or culture, right? He's slow now with his money, understands instant um, gratification versus delayed gratification, uh, but also now understands that his same skills, the same hustle. Yeah. He's no longer Fat Jack, he's Curtis Bird or Slim Jack, <laughs> <laughs> Fit Jack, yeah. and, and, and now can go out here and create money out of thin air through real estate and other ventures for he and his family. Since I want to congratulate you right Thank here to show me your flowers. Thank you, man. For, 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 for pulling through. Yeah. Um, and now I want to go into our trap transition. So, so, so King Kurt, what was um, your aha moment, the epiphany that you went to prison multiple times and still was committed to the game? Why this last time and when, not so much when this last time, was the aha moment that, yo, I'm going to give myself a real shot? What was that moment like? Well, actually, when, um, I, when I took the course, you know what I'm saying? You know, when I when I said, I'm going to give it a shot, I said, I'm going to come home. I went and got a job. I said, I got to put some money in my pocket. Because, I, I, you know, the streets... Is, is not going to be the way out for me. I'm, I'm getting older now. Like, you know what I'm saying? 
Who wants to be in there 50 some years old, the first 20 years with young cats running around with the same story that you done heard or, you know, saying, you know, and I didn't want to put myself in that predicament anymore. So um, when I took the course, I want to hear that course story as well. I want to back up. When you were in prison during the last seven plus years or 10 years or so, seven years or so, um, when did you make up your mind? Was it after jail? Was it in jail? It was that, in jail. All right, so when in jail, what was that light bulb that, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm done, I'm finished? Well, I was, I, was, I was on my bunk, man, I'll never forget it. And I, and I had just prayed, I said, I, said, I asked God, I said, what is it that I'm doing wrong? Because it, 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 so, I was so naive. I'm, I'm selling drugs. That's what I'm doing wrong. Right? <laughs> You're like, what am I doing wrong with a drug dealer that I can do better? How can I be a better drug dealer, God? <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I'm just telling you the thoughts. You know right. what I mean? That was, you know, crazy. So, um, I prayed. I said, God, you find me a way so I can take care of my family. I, I ain't coming back. I, I promise you. I ain't, I'm not doing it no more. I'm, I'm going to give myself a shot. So, what was crazy was, we, I shared, I'm going to share this. Um, a friend of ours, mm-hmm. black, you know, he come over there to the building. I was in Fort Dix. He's like, oh, I talked to Jerz, man. I'm like, oh, yeah, what's up with him? He said, man, Jerz doing good, man. He told me to tell you to call him. So I'm like, yeah, give me his number, right? I said, did I tell you? I said, I was in the max. I said, I seen him on this TV show or whatever. And by Jerz, by Jerz, he's talking about me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's what, you know, that's, that's what they, we call it. You know, you know, everybody's, you know, some people still call, you know. So when I called you, I could feel, I could feel the energy in you, man. And you was telling me about the, the JMM, uh, JMA Academy, you know, what you was going to do. You're going to start a school online. You was going to, you know, teach the real estate courses. And Something happened. I was like, bro, I got, you said, we're going to rap tomorrow. I said, I'm going to hit you tomorrow. And as I was sitting there, you know, night came. I went, I went out and walked. I went and walked the track. Because I do a lot of thinking. I, when I walk, you know, I was trying to get myself in shape then. I said, bang, a light came. I said, man, this is, this is it. This is God talking to me saying, listen, you said send something your way. Are you going to be ignorant enough not to pay attention or know that I'm talking to you? So when man, you talk the next day, you like you like, yo, bro, listen, I got you. Don't worry about it. When you come home, you know, I'm, I'm gonna see you flicks. We're gonna we're gonna get everything together. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna show you the way. I'm gonna show you how to do this. And you you've been, you know, your words been real the whole time. You know what I'm saying? And that's what made, you know, the transformation, man. And you know, everything is a process. Nothing, you know what I'm saying? Nothing, you know, I, and I don't, this is me, man, you know. I don't want to be seeing too old, arrogant, cocky, you know, but I don't care what anybody else is doing because I know what I'm doing. I, I know what I'm going to do. I, I know I'm going to stick to this. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I don't need to be in the in crowd. Right. I've been there and done that. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to be in and at, at 46 grade, be 47. All right, that's cool with me. You know what I'm saying? If you don't think, I, you know, okay. I don't, yeah, you can have it. I, I don't get caught up on, you know, you know, you know what, what's going on with the rapper world. That's cool. I, 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 hey, listen, man, you dudes get some bread. I respect that. I'm not going no way in shape or form throw myself back out there, right? It's not the red bottoms that's going to get you in trouble, but me trying to acquire these red bottoms that's going to get me in trouble the way I, you know, to get it fast. Right. And then I wake up 
tomorrow morning with the Jackie chains on. It's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I'm, I, you know, I'm not caught up into that no more. I'm cool. I, you know, I got my little stuff. I'm all right. I'm, I'm good. I know, I know eventually it's going to work. Right. You know, as long as I keep my health and keep my faith and my support system, and I got good relationships, you know what I'm saying? I didn't burn no bridges. Right. I'm cool. Everybody's not going to like you. you know? And that's cool, too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't got no problem with that. You know what I'm right. saying? But I'm doing me. I'm doing I'm doing me and I'm doing it the right way. So I'm cool with, you know, I, you know, I'm all right. Time's gonna de- definitely reveal. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. I'm gonna Facts. work. You know, and I, I'm just, you know, I mean, I'm gonna gonna live. That's it. You know what I'm saying? I know how to live if I really, you know what I'm saying, once I get right and turn it up like that, but that's not my thing. Now I wanna do something different. Right. You know what I'm saying? I wanna be able to get back. And also, you know, you know, just enjoy my life now. I like this simple thing. I like the gym. You know what I'm saying? I like my little, you know, cigars. You know, that's what I like to do. Right. I don't have to be, you know, I like small settings, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like small settings, and it's cool with me. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. Tell us a quick story and finish that. I stopped you when you were talking about uh, real estate and where that kind of played a, a moment. You said taking a course in your decision to stay on track. Yeah, that, you know, when I made the first, um, you know, when I seen that it was real, I learned the formula, right? Mm-hmm. And one of my trap things that I learned, I was a, I was a negotiator. Mm. The prices, you know, <laughs> learning, you know, going up and down Broadway, you right. know what I'm saying? Negotiating. So I, I had that right there. I mastered that one. Yeah. So I just learned the formula. I was, you know, I was nervous about everything else because I wasn't familiar with doing all this setting up emails, accounts, and all this software. So I wasn't nervous, you know, just like, any, you know, going to something new, you, you be uncomfortable. Right. And But you learn it. It's called re-education. And then you get comfortable. You, yeah. know, you understand? So once I seen it, and then, you know, we got another deal and another deal. And we started using what I was learning in the course, and I see that it works. You know, I see that it works, and, and you know, you, but you have to be wanting to put the hustle in. Yeah. You know, you have to, and and I definitely know that within the next year or so, it's going to get even better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, time. Right? Yeah, hustle. time. Yeah. Intentionality yeah. and focus. So, family, yeah. I want to draw this conclusion onto a bit for those who might be relate to this, his Jack's experience, et cetera. I particularly ask the questions I ask because I watched my brother struggle with the fear of starting an email, yeah. with the fear of getting a new software, right? The man will, 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 would uh, transport traffic or coordinate uh, dozens of kilos all through the country with, with very little fear, yeah. hustle in, in, in jail and prison, and all kind of street stuff with very little fear. But when it came to starting that email, yeah. he started sweating. <laughs> yeah. And I want to say those people who are coming home from prison, those who are um, um, coming out of the streets, et cetera, it's going to be a new space, a new world, way less risk, but you can do it too um, with intentionality, right? And yeah. with just... Using that same that same grit, yeah, right? same That's, grit, correct, correct. If, if, listen, if, if you can get a, if a cell phone in jail and learn how to charge it off of uh, wires and all that, all, all of that, yeah. you can figure out an email in these streets. Yeah. All right, so so family, I want to give you that point. So now let's go real quick, um, King Jack. I'm gonna put you in a trap seat, right, which is like the hot seat, and I want to ask you just a couple quick questions, right, mm-hmm. in a trap seat. So. What's one of the most mind-blowing experiences? So, so in a trap seat, we got a segment called Trap Blown. 
Mm-hmm. What is one of the most mind-blowing experiences um, that if you've had um, during your journey where you're like, I can't even believe um, this is where I'm at, what I've done, um, where I'm going, et cetera? Um, well, actually, mind-blowing. Here's what was mind-blowing. You know, where I'm at today is where, you know, where I want to be. The past was the past, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that you know what I mean, that's, that's, you know, the past. But today I'm happy. I'm very comfortable where I'm at today, and I'm ready to, you know, bless and teach it, you know, everything I wanted to do in life. But what's mind-blowing to me was when I learned that I, I did an uh, investment with the signs, and it bought in... Um, a, a guy seen my signs, and we end up using your real estate signs. My real, we buy houses for cash. Gotcha. And a guy bought us a deal. Um, twenty nine houses, thirty doors. Mm. And we went and sat down with the seller, and we went. We worked through this deal. We worked through this deal. We worked through this deal. And. What was mind blowing for me, the seller didn't think that we was actually going. It, it ended up working out a deal for two point six five million dollars, and the seller didn't believe. Now that I've you know did some more stuff, that we was going to be able to come up with it because who are these young African American guys coming here? We never heard of them. Mm-hmm. Where are they from? And going to get these properties. And what was mind blowing for me is when. You stepped in, and not just to you know you know say because it's your podcast, and you signed that for me for two point six five million dollars. And when they thought I was playing, and that was mind blowing, bro. Mm. That That's was mind blowing. Yeah. And people don't know that. Besides, people that was close to me, and mm. you know, I didn't even know that. <laughs> that was mind blowing. <laughs> That was mind blowing because it showed me where you was with me. You ha- you got my back. Facts. That was mind blowing. Yeah. From the pen to the from pen. The, from the pen to the pen, and and my son was like, you know. My family was like, you know, I said, how many people? I asked somebody, I was like, I, I said, how many people you talk to? Give me 10, 20 people. So how many of them would did that? Would put up, you know what I'm saying? Just off your word and what you're just getting into for over, not even a year. And when you did that for me, bro, that kind of, you know, that that made me look at you totally, totally different. Like, this my guy. You know, I mean, not even, you know, just my bro. This like family. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Without no hesitation. He was like, bro, just, you know, let's get it done. That's work. Yeah. That's work. That's yeah, work. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm proud of my brother, man. My brother's been doing this in real life, man. I watched you change, man. You earned it too, right? So yeah. it wasn't like a favorite play. It was like you bringing value. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? You're working hard at what you're doing. And um, I know you're solid, right? Yeah. So, and, and I know you're not doing nothing to try to get over on me or all that, right? Because you've been so stand up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody that's been faced 10 years multiple times plus in their life and ain't told on nobody. Somebody that stands on their integrity, somebody all that, man. You know, I just I just love the fact that God blessed me with some some solid friends, man. Yeah. Some solid brothers, Same man. Here. Yeah. And appreciate here. you. All right. So um let's go. Little fun story. Um, biggest bag you blown. Oh man, the biggest bag I blown was Christmas 
2011, I dropped about a buck 85. Yeah, I dropped about 185,000. Doing what? Oh, man. You want a Rolex? I was like, Uber, you want a Rolex? You want a Rolex? No. <laughs> yeah, I was on that. And, you know, some cars, you know, for some friends. And yeah. then I bought my son a car. Yeah. You know what I mean? My oldest son. I bought him a, a 2010 Honda Accord, yeah. you know, and, you know, Range Rovers and some other things. Yeah. I ain't buy me a car, but, you know, some other things. Generous Audi, It was the Audi Q, was it the Q7 or something like that? Right. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. And then, in Blow the Trap Up, I'm going to leave you last. Um, regrettable moment. Embarrassing moment, maybe. Shameful moment. I don't know. But um, what's the moment um, in blowing yourself up that you're like, you know what, if I could have that one moment back. I mean, you know, different things, but that one moment back, I want that one back. That one what? That one moment back. It's one moment, one decision. If I could have that one back, I want that one back. I said I was going to stop hustling April 2012 and got locked up May. Mm. You said, I'm going to stop in April. I, made, I, t I said, I was going to stop. I said, I was going to stop. I said, I said, April 2012, I gave myself three years. But so much stuff was going on, turmoil, and I wouldn't stop. You got locked up a month later. A month later. So you kept your word to yourself. Yeah, I didn't keep the word to myself. Mm. You would take that one back. I would take that one back. I hear you, I hear you. <laughs> Slim Jack in the building. All right, yeah. King Jack, all right, it's time in our trap seat for our trap cheat sheet. Mm -hmm. So if you could speak to someone right now that's coming home from the feds, from the joint, from the pen, from the county, or facing that on parole, work release, ankle bracelets, house monitoring, or just on the corner, in the streets, trafficking, super trapper, kingpin, whoever's up, up right now, can't tell them nothing, what would you tell them, though? about facing this corner and culture trap? Um, what I would say is, listen, give yourself a chance. And this is what I would say. Um, I would take it personal. One person that's coming home from the fast state that's real hungry and eager, I would like to break, break it down with them and, 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 and show them a formula where they won't go broke and process and walk them through their first deal. Hmm. There you go. That's a real cheat sheet. So you know what I want to do? A cheat sheet. Honestly, right hand to God, King Jack and I, we've talked about this theoretically. We haven't organized it yet. We're going to come up with a trapper's real estate course. We're going to come up with something that specifically, this ain't for everybody, that's specifically a private coaching, a private mentorship for those who are in the streets, real guys. If you got bad paperwork, we don't want you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if you got bad paperwork, we don't even want you, but for solid dudes, specifically men, even some thorough queens, yeah. we'll take you. Queens, yeah. yeah, that too, because you're all about that life. Um, we're going to come up with something together yeah. where you, Ryan, ourselves, we could do a program that could help those who want a blueprint, and specifically in real estate and business that we got. We want to give you an opportunity, guys, so look out for that. Um, in real life, we got to put it together. It's been yeah. on my heart. I've been kind of yeah. pump faking on it. Let's just put it together. Let's do it. Yeah. Bet. All right?
So now, now I said it publicly. I got I to <laughs> follow up. All right. So, so King, where can people find you, man? Get inspired by you, tap in with you, and start this conversation. I want y'all to DM them and all of that. We'll get this program going. Where can uh, I find you? Then? On Instagram, Mr. Cigar underscore Jack. That's uh, me. You know what I mean? God, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I switched it up, man. That's my pastime. I love it. You know what I mean? Awesome. I enjoy myself. All uh, right, y'all make sure y'all follow at Mr. Cigar Jack. Um, family, my brother, the king, Curtis Bird. Come on, man. Come on. You yeah, already yeah. Uh, just came through and just gave super facts in the trap. And it gave us now an opportunity for those of us who are caught in this culture corner trap to get a way out through real estate, specifically for our trappers. I want you guys to subscribe to the podcast. I want you to get share on. this on YouTube, all podcasts, audio platforms, Facebook, share, all that. Like, subscribe, and all that. Um, and follow my brother. Make sure y'all tap in. And I'm going to see you next time on the next episode of How to Beat the Trap. Peace. Hey, Peace Family, it's Jay Morrison, co-founder of the Legacy Center here in Atlanta, Georgia. And I want to invite you all to be a virtual member of our building, our Class A office space, also known as the Black House. From anywhere in the world, you can house your business here in Atlanta, Georgia, and have your virtual address be our address. Get your own suite number. You also can get our virtual notary services, our virtual receptionist services, have a telephone line for your team, and get access access to our meeting rooms, conference rooms, and get one day per month to actually visit our building and house your business here in real life. Family, this opportunity is just $40 per month or $300 for the year, a super discount for you to be able to have a Class A office space, house your business address, two miles from Tyler Perry Studio, five minutes from the world's busiest airport, right here in amazing Atlanta, Georgia, at LegacyCenter.com.